there's a lot of places that you need help. And if you get the number one pick, you can trade back and you get that haul. I think you could help. Hi, you're now listening to the Bare Minimum Podcast with Clay Harbor and Marshall Harris. Over the middle to Harbor, touchdown! We're going to be talking all things Bears all the time. We'll have interviews and commentary from your favorite players and beat writers from the city of Chicago. If you love the Chicago Bears and you love the NFL, you're in the right place. And this podcast is sponsored by Joy District Chicago. Come experience the three floors of Joy District. The first floor, Parlay at Joy, the ultra-modern sports bar. The second floor, the Club at Joy, the hottest dance club in the city. And the third floor, the Roof at Joy, the rooftop bar with great views of Chicago. Joy District is open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m., Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m., and Sunday from 2 p.m. to 12 p.m. We will see you at Joy District. Welcome into another edition of the Bare Minimum Podcast, along with Clay Harbor, former NFL tight end and bachelor extraordinaire. I'm Marshall Harris of CBS2 Chicago, and Clay, we're talking about losses, we're talking about wins. Bears have more of the former than the latter. The Lions usually are in that position, but we have a rarity this season, at least a rarity in my lifetime. This late in the season, we can say the Lions fighting to keep their playoff hopes alive. And the Bears can play spoiler here, or they can work hard to secure the number two pick at the minimum, the number one pick possibly if the Texans get a win. How are you feeling about this game? You know, I think it's, a, it's an important game for the Lions. They're still in the playoff race. I don't got the exact, you know, recipe for what needs to happen for the Lions to, to, to get in, but they're coming off of a 37 to 23 route to uh, the Carolina Panthers, and it was an ugly game. The Lions were on a hot streak, and the Panthers just took them out to the woodshed. They gave up uh, 320 rushing yards, a Carolina Panther record, a defense, uh, a Detroit Lions record, 320 rushing yards, and they are going against – the Bears are still the best rushing team in the NFL. So I think the Bears, you know, could pound the rock this game and, and maybe come away with a win. But I don't know if we want to because we're eyeing that number one pick. If we lose out and the Texans lose one game, the Texans have a tie. So they have a better win percentage than us. So that would be us at the number one pick. But I think this is a winnable game. Uh, the first game of the year, I think it was 31 to 30. Justin Fields had a great game, one of his you know signature moments of the season. Looking back, so I think it's a it's a possibility to uh, to come out here and get a W. So you asked about, or you you said you didn't know the exact recipe. Let me tell you something: the Lions can't afford another loss because they have to win their last two games uh, against the Bears, and then of course uh, an away game at Green Bay, and then they need the Washington Commanders to also lose, and then they need the Seahawks to lose so they can get into the number seven spot. So it's 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 bleak. It's not over. It's not a great situation, though, for uh, the, the Lions. But just for them to even be talking about that, considering how the season started, considering, you know, they're Detroit, and this is usually what happens to them, I think it's, it's a blessing for them. As far the Bears, I'm more and more on this bandwagon of just – it's okay if they lose the last two games. I'm good either way. Let's, let's yeah. be clear. Um, they've got the cap space. They're going to have a top five pick regardless. Uh, really, you're just talking about them getting 
the number one pick and the ability to to trade back. Uh, you you ask how did how did the Bears beat the Lions? Listen, man, Carolina made it look real simple. Smash them up front. Now we'll see what the Bears patchwork offensive line has. The good news is Tevin Jenkins looks like he's back. Um, Braxton Jones has been playing well. They've got Khalil Herbert. They've got Justin Fields. They've got David Montgomery. Last I checked, Clay, that's, that three-headed monster was pretty good. And the Lions defense has players, but they're not the Bills defense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Lions defense has players, but like we said, they gave up a lot of points last week, 37 points and 320 rushing yards and you know another 250 passing yards on top of that. I'm not a... I'm not a mathematician, but, I mean, that's it's almost 600 yards of, of offense right there. That's incredible. So I think it's a good chance for Fields to run and pass. Sam Darnold went 15-22 to 22 for 250 yards and a 121 rating against this Lions defense. I think QB1's better than Sam Darnold. I think it's a good opportunity to get him some momentum heading into the end of the season. Get this guy some momentum. Those find be more creative, Luke Getze. You didn't do obviously the weather was bad. You're playing against the, the Buffalo Bills. You had Lori Borum playing guard. You're filling in with some some journeyman offensive linemen. Okay, there's two games left. We're not going to the playoffs. I want to see something exciting, something fun. Open up the playbook. Take a shot downfield. I know you have great receivers. Take a shot. Don't run the ball three times in a row after completing a 50 yard bomb. And then having to, you know, kick a field goal. Open up this playbook. I want to see something from Justin Fields. Obviously, keep doing some of the, the, the run game stuff with the called runs, the RPOs, run play actions. I just want to see more plays called to open up this book. Because this is good defense to do it again. Last week, they gave up 37 points. We're saying it again. They have a ton of rushing yards. Get Khalil Herbert back on track. He had a tough game last week. I don't think he was ready. I don't think he's ready to come back. Rewatching the All-22 didn't look good. David Montgomery looked good. Hard-fought yards. Tough conditions to run in. But, yeah, I think this is a good game, a good defense to open up against. Get Justin Fields some momentum and open up the playbook. You want to see something exciting. My question is, how concerned are you that, you know, as of this recording, Chase Claypool's still not practicing, still dealing with the knee injury. You look at Dante Pettis, limited with an ankle injury. Equinemius St. Brown still dealing with the concussion. He hasn't practiced since he got that concussion. So it's looking bleak for Justin Fields in terms of his weapons. Man, that's very, very bleak, but you also got the opportunity. You've got Bayless Jones some some confidence. That big catch last week had another catch. Uh, routes were suspect. Uh, not the deep ball route, but the, the, the slant route was suspect. But you got a chance to, to get him some more confidence. Get, get throw him a couple more deep balls. See if he's a guy that can do that. That could come in. Obviously, you don't want to rely on Velas Jones this next year, but he's a guy that could be a special teamer for you. Is he a guy that could, you know, maybe catch a couple passes here or there in emergency situations? Find that out. And the flip flip side of that, find out if you want to if you want to keep Byron Pringle here. What is By, is Byron Pringle getting open? He's a free agent you signed. I think he's on a two three year deal, something like that. Byron Pringle. See if you want to keep him here. If you don't do much, then, I mean, you you don't have much dead money if you let this guy go. I mean, Byron Pringle hasn't done much this year. He's been injured. 
on and off of the offense, on and off of the, the, the you know the injured report. But you got some guys you could still figure some things out with. Byron Pringle, Valus Jones are two of those guys. So I mean, you still got to try to open it up. Cole Komet, see if he can be a pass catching tight end, or you got to bring someone in. Is Cole Komet just going to be your blocking guy? Maybe catch a couple stick routes here. Can he be a guy that you can throw the ball to downfield? So that's that's my thoughts. Open it up. See what you have. See what you need for next year. Kokomet had a hot stretch where he had five touchdowns in a matter of three weeks, and has been kind of quiet since overall. So we'll see, we'll see what we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I want to talk a little bit more more big picture. You look at this Bears team. You look at this Lions team, and and the question it just jumps out at you. I mean, the Lions they may make the playoffs. They probably won't. The odds aren't exactly in their favor. They got a 24% chance of making the playoffs right now. Would you rather be the Bears or the Lions, though, big picture, when you look at what the Lions have on their roster and their future, you know, assets? They got a couple of draft picks. You know, that Rams pick is looking a lot better than it did this time last year when the Rams were on their way to the Super Bowl. Now, all of a sudden, they're a 5-10 and 10 team, and it could be the seventh pick. It could be higher than that if the Rams lose their last two games. We'll see what happens, but they've got two first-round draft picks. So this is an interesting question, Marshall. Um, who's in the better position? Who would you rather be right now, the Lions or the Bears? That's tough because you look at the – as a Bears fan, I'm excited. You know, I think we got the number one pick next year. You know, we got some good – we found our quarterback. But look at the Lions. The Lions are in the midst of a playoff run. They had two first-round draft picks last year. Jameson Williams barely played. He's shown he's got talent, barely played. Aiden Hutchinson, first overall pick, has shown that he can get it done. He hasn't had a great year, but he's he's done some good things. Amon Ra St. Brown, young guy. DeAndre Swift, young guy. DJ Chark showed up this year, showed he could be a weapon. Dan Campbell, new coach, offense looking good. Guess what? The Bears do have the second pick in the draft right now. They could trade back. The Detroit Lions have the seventh pick and the 18th pick in the first round. They got two first-round picks. They also have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm sorry. As a Bears fan, I know everybody's excited about moving forward with Justin Fields. The Lions are in a better position for next season. You got two first-round draft picks. You got these first-round draft picks from this season. You're in the midst of a playoff or an opportunity to make the playoff 25% chance. They've shown they can win some games. They beat the Bears this first game. To me, the Lions are in a better position for next year. I don't I mean I know everybody wants to say, oh, it's the Bears, it's the Bears, NFC North, it's the Bears in the future because of Fields. Got the first pick, second pick in the draft. They don't pick again to the 56th pick. I know the Bears got some cap space, but they got a lot of work to do. Right now, right now, the Lions are in a much better position than the Chicago Bears. Two first round picks. They got cap space too. Dan Campbell, new coach. You're fired up. I, I, I like to hear it. You know, I love to see it. <laughs> and you know, I might have disagreed with you if we were having this conversation a couple of months ago or right before the Bears faced the Lions the first time. But look, Jared Goff went into that first meeting. He had 14 touchdowns and seven interceptions through eight games. Yeah. He hasn't thrown an interception since. 12 touchdowns, oh, wow. no interceptions over his last seven games. So... Wait, 12 touchdowns, no interceptions over his last seven games? I think you heard me right. Wow. So, so, so 
the reason I would have been like, I don't know about that. But if Jared Goff is looking like number one overall pick Jared Goff and has found his lane and he's got weapons, you know, they, they got rid of TJ Hawkinson and haven't really missed a beat on offense. That's when they made their push. They like at the trade deadline, it's like, all right, we're gonna get some stuff. But like if you look at Shane Zilstra and the way he's played tight end and looked at some of these other players, you mentioned Jamison Williams. They've got young guys who are only going to yeah. get better in theory. Um, Williamson, of course, coming off an ACL, but he, he's back now, and the Bears are going to get a taste of him. I think I think that the Lions might be in a better position. And that's scary because you're already dealing with a Vikings team who is rolling right now with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback, who I, I, I am not a Kirk Cousins believer. He is an adequate quarterback. I don't believe in him like a lot of people believe in him. Because I've seen him play in the playoffs. I have. Uh, I'll I'll say this. As soon as Aaron Rodgers departs to Green Bay, they're just out of the mix. Like They're they're in total rebuild mode, I think. But then the way Jordan Love played that one game where he came in, it's got me, maybe the Packers are, are not as in bad shape as we think. I think everyone in this division has a quarterback, and that's problematic for the Bears because while they have a quarterback, Everyone else has more than the Bears have at every position. When you look yeah. at depth, when you look at defensive line, I, yeah, the, the Bears, I don't know, man. So we're looking at the Lions being, well, I think we agree, in a better position than the Bears right now. That can change yeah. depending on what happens in the yeah. offseason, the draft, free agency, trades, all that. Who, who would you rank? Or I guess, how would you rank these teams one through four in the division going forward after this season? So moving forward, you know, looking at the teams, you're talking about right now, and everybody wants to say, okay, and I know as a Bear fan, I want to say it too, yeah, wait till next year. But realistically, when you look at it, is it that is it that good of a of a future for the Bears? When you look at it, you say, wait till next year. As a Bears fan, I've been saying it. Okay, that's fine. We lost again. We lost eight straight. Wait till next year. <laughs> we're going to get some receivers back. We got Claypool. We do got the first, uh, second pick in the draft. Some of these teams got some good stuff coming forward too. The Vikings right now are, are in the midst of a playoff run. They got Justin Jefferson. He's going to still be there. He's the best receiver in football, in my opinion. You got Justin Jefferson, the, the Packers. Aaron Rodgers ain't retiring. He's got 50 million reasons not to. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. 50 million? $50 million? Who do you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton? I don't know if you ever watched Money Talks. $50 million. But 50 li- He's coming back. But listen, is he going to be the guy that we saw against the Dolphins last week? Or is he going to be the guy we saw before that? Which Aaron Rodgers are we getting? I, I think the Packers, honestly, are in the worst position in the NFC North. I think the best position moving forward is the Lions – I think the Vikings and the Bears are in a similar position. The, Vi- the, the Vikings are, okay, I know. They're the playoff team. They have a chance to go for a Super Bowl run here. In the division champs. Division champs. But Kirk Cousins, I don't think, is going to do much in the playoffs. And they've won some very close games. Some very close games. And I don't see them getting better. They're not, there's, there is only so much that Kirk Cousins can do for you. So I think when Justin Fields comes back, you've seen this offense. You've got all this money. 
good draft picks. I think the Bears can compete with the with the Vikings, and I think the Lions are in the best position moving forward. Wow! And the Packers are at the bottom. That's your that's your opinion. Packers are at the bottom. Okay, okay. Let's take a break. We're gonna we're gonna talk talk a little bit more about the Bears, the future. But but first, halftime. You know what that means, Clay? That half. means we got to talk about our favorite spot. You know, maybe maybe New Year's Eve plans. I might I might have to make an appearance over there at the three fo- floors of Joy. You ever been to Joy District? You know, the second floor. Marshall's going to be there on a weekend. I don't know that I'm going to be there. He he's going to be dancing in the club at Joy District. He dancing in the club at Joy. That first floor is a sports bar. You go there, you watch a game, you have a beer, you got some good bar food. And like I said before, that rooftop is nice. That rooftop is a great view of the city, great spot to go grab a cocktail and, you know, maybe go on a date. I actually went on a date last night, Marshall. I, uh, I went to this restaurant. It's called Next Restaurant in Chicago. It's a, a part of the Alinea Group, Alinea Group, you know? Okay. You know Alinea. It's a very, yeah. you know, very popular restaurant in Chicago, uh, ranked in the world. This is a Michelin star restaurant, and uh, this is a first date. No, it's uh, it's like second, third date. Okay, I was like, this is what you're doing for a first date. Man. This is a girl that I've had a history with, and we just decided, like, hey, let's catch up. And I wanted to try this restaurant. I didn't realize how much it cost, Marshall. Okay, I, I was. Not, that's why I was just. You start Marshall, I did not like realize. And you're not talking about tires. I know the bill is going to be big. Marshall, I did not realize how much this was going to cost. How much did it cost you? I about spit out my drink when the bill came. Take a guess. Just do, do a guess. I, we, so we had a full 12-course tasting menu, and we did the wine pairing with it. With every course, there was a different wine. And um, also dessert at the end. So take a guess of, of what your boy dropped. Did you say 12 courses? 12 courses. I'm going to guess before tip for two people, 12 course plus the wine pairing and dessert. I'm going to guess three bones. Like like 3,000? 300. Three, no, it was, it was 1,100 bucks. I just dropped eleven hundred dollars last night on a dinner for at the Alinea Group. Eleven hundred. Hey, th- the dinner was honestly, it was dumb. Okay, looking back, you know, I could have got twenty what, dinners. What made you take her there? What made you say this is the place we're going? I've always I've heard great things. I've always wanted to try it out. I just didn't realize. That in and they're like, oh, would you like to try our tasting? And I'm like, yeah, let's do the tasting. It's like we've got okay, this chef inspired, you know, seafood tasting. Oh, that sounds fun. It's like, oh, would you like to do our wine pairing with it? Yeah, let's do some wine pairing. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Tell me, I'm I dropped. Today. I'm upset for you. Eleven of my money. Look, hundred dollars. It's all relative because you're a former NFL player, so you got you got your money is long, and that's fine. But doesn't matter. Dollars on it. This wasn't. It ain't that long. This wasn't. You weren't commemorating anything. You just went on a date that cost eleven hundred dollars. Some of us can't relate. I wasn't doing that when I was making my big checks in the league. I wasn't doing stuff like that. I never. I'm known as like being a guy that's tight and never does that type of thing. You know. I. You know. I have. You know. I don't drive the flashy car. 
I don't stay at the flashy place, you know, like I, I'm just I I keep my stuff, you know, very within reason. And eleven hundred bucks, it was over eleven, but it was like eleven and some change for a dinner was probably, you know, was probably a bit much. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to break that down. So like let's let's compare careers. I just want to make sure people understand this. We say eleven hundred dollars, you know. My first year out of school, right, I made $22,500 a year, right, when I graduated. That was my first What were you doing? I was doing what I do now, talking about sports. I was a weekend sports anchor at WCBI in Columbus, Mississippi, covering Mississippi State, the University of Mississippi, those sports, high school sports. So I was making $22,500, right? Yeah. I'm... Eleven hundred dollars. If if we're just taking if we're just taking your 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 we'll say your rookie salary of like seven seventy, yeah. right? Like no rookie salary is only back when I was there. Rookie salary was only three fifty, three hundred fifty k. Yeah, but you got a signing bonus. I was throwing you right. I got a yeah signing bonus five hundred k. Okay, so you got the five hundred k signing bonus. We'll just do the rookie salary though three twenty, right? Three twenty. Yeah. So like the eleven hundred. That's like, I guess it's only like one percent of your salary, but it's it's. I know. I'm not. I'm not happy about it. Looking for. I mean, it was some good food. If you ever want to do like you, you, if you guys ever want to do a fun experience, it was the best food I've ever had. Each each dish was amazing. The 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 servers were very knowledgeable. The wine pairing was great. My date couldn't finish her wine because there was so much wine they're bringing out. So I'm over here smashing my wine and her wine. By the end of the date, I was drunk. A little, and I'm like, wow, man, this I, I had too many glasses of wine. But next restaurant, Chicago Alinea Group, was delicious. But did you have a good time? We had a great time. It was a great. Time. Company was good. Will there be another date, or was this one of those catch ups? And she told me she had a boyfriend, and I'm giving health advice to her boyfriend. No, she, I mean, this is a possibility. You know, I, I really enjoy this. Uh, oh, this, we got this we got a, poss- a possibility to a future. There's a possibility to see to, to to you know to to move forward and to see her again um in the future but uh you know we're 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 going to have to see where that goes and as far as you know halftime we usually talk about you know a couple things about what's going on in in my dating life and we have a couple questions that we um that that we usually have and we talked about the Instagram thing, you know, the the DMs. I got a couple of comments about that with the the DMs, but um, there's one more, you know, question that that I have, Marshall. What's that? Would you rather we're talking about online dating? Would you rather meet someone at a bar or on an app? In real life, all day, as you know, Clay. I've never been on an app, and you know what? It's not that like I I won't do it. Like, but I live in Chicago and I feel like I just do better when I meet people in real life and not just meet people in real life. I'm not crazy about meeting people in bars. I'm more of a reference person. Yeah. I love references. I love someone introducing me to someone else. And then now someone's vibing that they're a normal human being, like (laughs) from a a social standpoint. Um, (laughs) And the last I think four people I've dated were all references. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I think, I think in person is better 
the idea of chasing around someone online and just trying to agree to meet up and what are you going to do? That just seems like a lot of work. Whereas if you meet somebody, you vibe with them, you already know you vibes. So now it's like, oh, let's go do some more stuff and get to know each other better. Yeah. Whereas no, online, it seems like you're, you're just right. like, I want to get to know you, but I don't even, I don't, I can't even tell like if you're a serial killer until yeah, we meet. Honestly, could be a completely different person. Catfishing is um, real, right? It's real. And another thing, I just got hit up by one of my old uh, producers on The Bachelor. They said, hey, do you know any friends that might want to go on the show? And why did I think, hey, man, maybe maybe we talk to Marshall I'm aged about out of this. this. I'm, I'm aged out of that. I disagree, man. You're aged aging like a fine wine. Let's get Marshall Harris on The Bachelor. Living in that world, you know, you've done The Bachelorette, you've done Bachelor in Paradise. How would Marshall Harris fare on The Bachelor? I'm just curious. Great. Your thoughts. I think you'd do great. I think you'd be a fan favorite, honestly. I think Mar- I think you'd do great on that show. I don't know what that's based on. I, I appreciate the, the compliment. I think you just buttered me up. but No, but- conversationalist. This guy's great. I think, you know, he's going to come across. The, the America's going to love how genuine Marshall is. The nice guy. <laughs> You know, just freaking Marshall nice, just used that charm. I'm not that nice. Because I'm yeah, honest. People don't want honesty. They want everything sugar-coated. I'm not necessarily a sugar-coater. So I'm not that no, nice. I but think, I appreciate I your you vote would. For, the, for the Bachelor Bachelorette. You already got your cousin on there, right? Got my cousin on there, and he's killing it. So, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm ready for the Bachelor universe. I, don't, I, don't, I, think, that, I think that's right. past, past my time, but I appreciate it. Let's get back. Can we get back to football? Yeah, since Marshall's not ready for the bachelor, I guess we can get back to talking, talking some football and uh, and close this one out. Okay, so we talked about what the Bears need to do to win. It's simple to me: run the ball. We talked about the fact that we'd rather have probably the Lions' position in life right now than the Bears yeah. because of what the Lions already have on the roster, and they've got so much upside, and they've got a quarterback who, fin- if he finishes the way the season with the way he's been playing over the last seven games. It looked like they're in a in a good position. The coach, Dan yeah. Campbell. Like I, I still don't know what Matt Eberflus can do with with winning team. Right now, I'm in uh to make a, a parallel uh kind of comparison. When the Sixers, when Sam Hinkie became the the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers in basketball, and said we're just gonna tank for three, four years until we get good players. And Brett Brown was the head coach. Never in that time did I know how good of a coach Brett Brown was because he didn't have any players right and he's he's no longer there because it didn't pan out uh but i want to see matt eberflus with some actual talent on the roster and see what he can do we know d-line is like the place where they need the most help yeah um, offensive line looks like it's figured out but, but clay my, my question for you is what are you most excited to see change on this team and we're taking defensive line off the table because that's the easy answer but what are you most excited to see change between this season, the end of this season and the start of next season for the Bears? I'm excited because I think that they have a strong offense. I think that just obviously we'll say it. We've said it once. We say it. We'll, we'll say it again. Coming into next year, Justin Fields should have a whole offseason with Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney. Moving forward, obviously Cole Komet at tight end as well. Moving forward, I think you could see a pass game. The Bears are dead last. In, in, in passing, every passing statistic. Next year, an offseason with Claypool, big target, 
Darnell Mooney. Maybe you find someone else to throw in there. I'm excited to see Fields progress as a passer. I think he has the ability. You saw the throw last week to Bayless Jones. He can do it, get a good line. I think we, we're keeping Tevin Jenkins, obviously. Braxton Jones, I think Musfer's got to go to a backup. Maybe give Lucas Patrick a shot at center. He never got to play center. He was only a guard when he comes back from injury. Larry Borum, backup tackle. We might need a new right tackle and go from there. But I think you've established that you you have a good running game, and I, I'm excited to see this passing game take off because I think Fields can do it. And I think this is a this is a good time to start. The Detroit Lions, as a team, are giving up the most yards in the NFL per game. They right. are giving up the most points in the NFL in the NFL per game. The only, you know, is number two, the Chicago bears, right? They have the worst defense in the league. Getsy, open up the book. I know you don't got the weapons, but let's see. So let's see some exciting plays. Figure let's it see out. Some right? downfield throws. If there, if there was one time to do it before the season ends, it's right now. Try to throw the ball downfield to Valus Jones. Try to get Byron Pringle involved. Try to hit Cole Komet in the seam. Obviously, Terrible running defense, too. Get Cleo Herbert some touches. Get Montgomery some touches. Maybe get Field a couple touches, too. See if, you know, maybe you have another big game like he had last time. Get back and, and give him a shot to, to get go after this record. But this is the ch- chance to do it. This is the last game. You're playing against the Lions, the worst defense. There's no other defense in the entire league that you could try these things against with as much success. So Any- start it now. Any chance that Justin Fields can still break this record? Lamar Jackson's single-season rushing record for a quarterback. He needs 196 yards. It's 98 yards a game over the last two contests. Do you see him doing it? I don't know if I see him doing it. I think there's a chance. How many yards did he have against um, the Lions last time, Marshall? Can you uh, – I know you're, you're, you're a researcher. Is there any way we could find that? I'll, I'll, I'll let you know in just a second. Uh, last time against the Lions – he Let's had, see. I got it. It's right here. He had a hundred and I'm sorry. He had 147. On exactly. Carries. Two exactly. Exactly. He can still do it. This defense is awful. Okay. Worst defense in the league. One of the, I mean, historically, historically bad defense. One of the worst defenses in the last five years of, of NFL football. Justin Fields had 147 rushing yards against him the first game of the year. Yeah, they're going to spy him. They don't got any weapons downfield. They have I to still spy think, him, right? They have to spy him. They have to spy him. him. They have to spy him. But that being said, I think he goes over 100. Uh, Fields is going to go over 100 again against him. Fields goes over 100. That puts him on track. If he has a big game, last game of the year, against the Vikings, who are probably resting some players, then he can still get this record. I, I don't think it's it's out of reach. I mean, I'm with you, but we'll see if he plays more gingerly. Like, you know, he's still dealing with the shoulder. His ankle that he hurt at the end of the game, the last time out against the Bills, you know, it, he hurt it. It was, it was some swelling, bleeding. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, I, th- these are the things I have to hold on to because you look at the games themselves and you're like, well, they're not playing for anything. Um, the one thing they are playing for, they've got an A-game losing streak. Never in the, the history of the Bears franchise has there been a nine-game losing streak. Yeah. Oh, so you don't want to be attached to stuff like that. 
no, you don't want to be historically bad. And but on the flip side of that, you have to be historically bad to get that number one draft pick. So I mean, so realistically, make sure I got this straight. Clay Harbor is team number one draft pick. If you get to number one, then that means somebody can jump over Houston and go for Bryce Young. I mean, th- things could get weird if they get the number one pick because you got you got to trade back for the Bears to get the number one pick. No question. Because you're talking number about number one pick, you trade back. Number one picks from another team this year and next year. Exactly. You get a number one pick this year. You get a number one pick next year. Maybe you get a second round pick this year as well. I mean, that's tough to pass up for a team that has a lot of holes. You want to you want to get you want to bring in a receiver. You want to bring in a obviously a D lineman. You want to bring in an O lineman. Like there's a lot of places that you need help. And if you get the number one pick, you can trade back and you get that haul. I think you could help. I think the city of Chicago, I think everybody, when I post anything on Twitter about the bears draft resounding majority of people want the bears to trade back and pick up more draft picks. And Ryan Poles has shown he can draft pretty well. Kyler Gordon came on late. Jaquan Brisker, a third round pick was a bust. Not, I mean, not going to call him a bust yet. But he had a big play last week, had a couple nice returns. Braxton no fourth-round pick. Fifth-round pick, Braxton Jones did well. I, You know, Jod Tyre Carter, I, I'm not sure what he's bringing to the table. Doug Kramer was another draft pick that was looking poor. Tristan Ebner doesn't look good. Late rounds, didn't have a lot of success outside of Braxton Jones, but he did get a couple of good undrafted rookie free agents, Jack Sanborn and Jalen Jones, guys that could play. How much of this, though, is just us talking about it because it's the number one pick as opposed to if the Bears had another win or two, oh, yeah, we want to keep see Justin Fields keep piling up wins, and we don't care because we're still picking in the top ten, but we're not talking about the number one. The fact that it's the number one pick as a possibility. Bears fans are literally upset that they beat the Texans way back when. Absolutely. If you're a bad team... Is one more win going to do anything for you? Number one pick could be franchise changing. If you could trade and get a number of players, you could change the franchise. You bring in a lot of talent. It's like a strong draft class this year. Defensive line, very strong. You could change the defense in one draft class. Historically, you could change the direction of your defense, change the direction of your team. And Poles looks like a guy that, that can get that done. You know, we questioned him last year when, why is he taking two defensive backs and his first two picks? And looking back at it, I think he did the right thing. Okay, now your defensive backs, which was a big issue, that issue solved. What are you going to do next? Defensive line. I don't know that it's solved. You hope that it is solved because you've seen development and you've seen growth over the year. Like, bottom line is, we don't know what these guys would do if they actually had a pass rush up front. Because they don't, you're like, I guess they're holding their own, even though like quarterback ratings against them are high. Like, but what are you gonna do? You you can't leave a a defensive back on an island for ten seconds on a, every given play and expect him not to eventually give up stuff. I, I get it, I get it. I I would just like to see what happens with an actual pass rush. I guess I I don't know, man. But this is something that we can continue to debate. Uh, for at least another week in terms of the number yeah. one overall pick and what you would do with it because we'll know in two weeks what the dealio is. We'll know in Absolutely. about 10 days what, what, it, what it is. Um, anything else you want to get in before I close it down, man, because it's about that time. You know yeah, I, mean? I just want to see. Give us, give us your prediction on the game and uh, 
do you think you know the Bears? Uh, the Bears cover here. It's a it's a six point spread. So give us your prediction, your score prediction. Six point spread. I don't got the over under in front of me, but uh, they give I, the Lions a seventy percent chance to win the game. I like the Bears. I really do. You I like, like the Bears, the Bears in this game. This is a team they feel like they probably feel like they can play with. Justin Fields had success through the air and on the ground the last time he saw them. As you said, they give up more than anybody. It's going to be a shootout. And eventually the Bears have to win one of these shootouts. Maybe not this In Detroit. What would you say? In Detroit. In Detroit. In Detroit. That's fine. No, no. It's like Justin Fields can run freely and not worry about the cold and feeling his hands. Uh, <laughs> although it's supposed to be – it's nice here now. We're, we're hitting 50 this weekend in, in, in Chicago. Uh, so I'm going to say Bears get this one. I'm going to go 35-31. Okay, offensive shootout. I mean, obviously you're playing with the two worst defenses in the league. You know, I'm going to say it's a close game, but the Bears just haven't learned how to finish, and the Lions are playing for something. The Lions are playing for the playoffs. They were this playing for defense, something last week, too. How'd that work out against the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, Chubba, Chubba Hubbard or Howard or Hubbard, Hubbard, Hubbard uh, had a heck of a day. So, I mean, this, the, the Panthers really uh, really stuck it to him because Panthers were playing for something, too. But I'm taking, I'm taking the Bears are going to keep it close, but they're not going to stop the Lions down the stretch. They haven't shown. They've lost eight straight games, Marshall. How can you say in eight straight games? Because all like, things come, come to an end, Clay. That's how I can say it. The correlation, the data tells you they are not going to win this game, okay? Oh, I'm data. sorry. We, we play games on spreadsheets now, not, not in real life. <laughs> Hey, you're, you're right there. But in Detroit, I played for the Lions. It's a tough place to play. Lions fans are underrated fans. Can you hear them with the paper bags over their heads? Oh, man. He's, he's coming at the Lions fan, the Lions den. Yeah, hopefully none of them are listening right now. It's only Bears guys. But, you know, I'm taking the Lions. think the Bears keep it close. I would take the Bears with the six if we're betting. Um, but I think the Lions win. Goff has a day. Uh, Swift has a day. Amon Ross, St. Brown is the better St. Brown. DJ Chark is tough. You know, we got defensive backs out. We got old linemen out. Our receivers are out. It's just tough. I think Fields has a day, but just can't overcome the Lions. That's all we got, baby. Clay Harbor painting a bleak picture as always, but it's been pretty bleak around here, so I don't blame you. We will uh, we'll pick this up on Monday and, and, and see, see where everything falls. Tell the truth. Until then... Not that we're not going to tell the truth today, because I feel like we have. Until then, though, hope everybody enjoys their weekend and tunes in for the Bears and the Lions. It's a noon kick indoors. Wish I could be there, but but I'm not. I'll be in Alabama, Clay, but that, that's okay. I'll be here. I'll be holding it down for us at Joy District. <laughs> Joy, baby. I know you will be. Collect those numbers in the bar if you can't do it in real life. Do it online. Uh, for Clay Harbor, Marshall Harris saying so long. Hope you've enjoyed this week 17 preview edition of the Bare Minimum Podcast.